Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I thought I had ADHD, and it was only because I said I'm doing really well with ADHD that they said to me, well, we think you have something called borderline personality disorder. And that was it. I looked it up, and, and you know, I did it on nine traits. When I look back, I'd all, I always had it. Um, I was always a black and white kind of version of, I looked at the world in black and white, always. I was a hypersensitive child. I'm, I'm a hypersensitive adult. They call it BPD. I call it hypersensitivity. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me. I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls and the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives and that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you you what makes you the absolutely unique human that you are stories are medicine for the soul they can connect us and they can change the world and so in this podcast i'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story what happened to them how they got through and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hey beautiful souls, 
Sean Keyes is sharing his story of growing up in violence and abuse. And we started listening to Sean's story last week, and this is a continuation. He's talking about his journey with borderline personality disorder and how he is choosing to live his life now. Please be aware that there are triggering themes in this episode. Please join me in hearing part two of Sean's story. After this suicide attempt, you got your diagnosis of BPD, is that right? Yeah. Well, two years afterwards. Uh-huh. I um, The great thing about Ireland is our healthcare is free. You know, went in, got the operation, and then I was straight into therapy. I was in a mental hospital and then into therapy. Um, yeah, they were dealing with me once a week for two years. Um, never a diagnosis at all. I thought I had ADHD, and it was only because I said I'm doing really well with ADHD that they said to me, well, we think you have something called borderline personality disorder. And that was it. I looked it up and, and you know, I did our nine traits. And did you have any idea that that was something that you were dealing with or did you know how long you'd had to deal with that throughout your life? When I look back, I'd all, I always had it. Um, I was always a black and white kind of version of I looked at the world in black and white always um I was a hypersensitive child I'm I'm a hypersensitive adult um they call it BPD I call it hypersensitivity um I was always that way because here's the here's a little fact I'm the only one in our family with BPD that's 12.5% of eight people that got, how come, how come at least one more didn't get it? My sister is really sensitive. She's extremely sensitive as a person. How come she didn't get it? Mm. Um, I have another sister who's sensitive. She didn't get it. I have a brother who's really, really sensitive. And I mean, really sensitive. He didn't get it. That's just nature, you know? Yeah. So can you explain or describe what BPD actually is? BPD, it's, it's, it's basically, in my opinion, one of the most emotional mental illnesses there is. I would feel emotions to their extreme. Like I would feel sadness as if your dog is dying in your arms. I don't, I don't feel sadness like it's, see, I don't know. I don't know what the other sadness is. I don't know if there's a smaller version of sadness, like where it's just okay type of sad. I have no idea. So for me, if I get hurt, it hurts as much as a dog dying. I still get that hurt, even though like I say I'm recovered. I don't act out. I don't react. Um, when I'm happy, it's the same as getting married. I can't help that either. I can't help the happiness inside me. That's a huge bonus. Like, I mean, I go around, even in work, the lads in work would be like, they're always happy. I can't help it. I'm mentally ill. Like, that's just a fact. I go to work with the same energy I leave with. It's just a fact. I can't, I can't help that. Um, 
So when I'm really, really happy, I'm really, really happy. Um, when I'm really sad, I'm really sad. And I can't help either way. That's the problem, if you want to call it a problem. Um, I feel the emotions at their extreme. So I don't feel emotions like I'm extremely clever with my BPD. I can verbalize it. But I can't tell you what. This is the only part I can't explain. I can explain BPD all day long. I can't explain is there a, a different version of sadness. I don't know if there's an in-between between a dog dying and not. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. To me, it's hurt like a dog is dying. It's, it, your heart gets wrenched. I don't know if other people's hearts get wrenched every time. I don't know if that, <gasps> oh my God, that feeling. I don't know if other people get that every day or don't. I don't see them getting it. Doesn't mean they don't, but I, I'm pretty sure they don't. But my heart flinches. It cripples. It bursts. It's absolutely. And that's where you get a lot of responses from people with BPD. Or not responses. You get a lot of reactions. Because the pain is so severe with us. And it hurts so much. We tend to react to it. You know, it's like hurting an animal. It's an instant reaction. Yeah. So all of my emotions would be to their extreme, but I'll argue the case, all of my positive emotions would be to the extreme as well. And so when you, when you talk about having healed or, or mm. gone through healing, are you still feeling that kind of emotion at either end of the scale, even after healing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what is healing side giving you then? What's it changing? I don't react anymore. So I respond. I, I looked that up and went, what is the difference here? Like, what is happening? Why am I mentally ill? I'm mentally ill because I react. Humans respond. They take in the information, they digest it, they analyze it, and then they respond. So I take in the hurt, and it's horrible. I'm not going to say, like, it's, it still hurts the same way. But I'm so strong now in my mind, I'm able to sit with it. And I go, no, that's not an appropriate answer. <laughs> and trust me, the answers in my mind wouldn't be exactly, it wouldn't be PG anyway. They'd be well over the 18s. And I would just go, no, that's not, that's not an appropriate answer. And I'd have to cycle it through my mind you know like someone would hurt me i'd be like fuck you you're fucking i'll fucking get them and they're fucking and this and, and i fucking i'd be like no you know no 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 can't say that that's not appropriate no and they'll fucking and i'll fucking and I'll, and, and i'd be having this in my mind the internal dialect and what the person would get would be you know i didn't really like what you said it really hurt my feelings will you try and be more mindful that's what they get that's the end result of me going, no, that's not correct. No, you're not doing that. No, <laughs> there's lots of no's. I still have that in a sense of where you want to react and go, fuck you. And you're fucking, oh, fuck you. And, you know, you just, no, that hurt my feelings. I'm telling the truth. Will you try and be more mindful? I'm just giving them something that they could work with. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And the reactions that are natural for you, is that, 
just from growing up in that extremely sort of traumatic environment? Oh, yeah. I mean, in our house, when my father was beating me, like, he would beat you like he was hitting a man. And you're talking a six-year-old child. So he wasn't holding back with the punches. Like, he was... And to a six-year-old child, you're being dragged around like you're a ragdoll. And I thought, I'm not going to come out of this. Like, I had that in my head, that fear going, I, I don't think I'm going to come out of this. Like, I don't think I'm going you know. And I thought I was going to die. So I became extremely reactive. If I seen anybody coming towards me, then, or you know, and I would become extremely violent to get them back away from me. So my natural reaction to help survive as a kid was to become extremely violent. And I had to build a new roadway as an adult. I had to build a motorway because that roadway was there and it was well built. And, and as I said earlier on, if an adult came up to me and I'm not, it's not that I'm not proud of it because generally I would take someone down I haven't done it in years. It's not like I've done it last week. But if they come within close proximity of me, I can take them right down to the ground in a safe way. But it's instant. It's just automatic. It's like I don't even think about They'd be on the ground before I'd even come to. I would completely trigger into PTSD. Yeah. So I had to literally build a new roadway for myself so I wouldn't get triggered into PTSD. So now I respond instead of reacting. It took years. Don't get me wrong. But it, it did take years to do that. Yeah, because basically your brain has been so well trained, hasn't it, to react in that way. And you've got to be so persistent in changing that because it is so deeply ingrained what are the important things that you've done to heal from BPD that you can recommend for other people? Without a doubt. I've listened to, I have my phone and when I'm spraying cars, I listen to books. And as I said, I'm determined. I'm over 400 books in. You know, I get eight hours every day to listen to books. And I get paid for spraying cars. Nobody's interrupting me. I've not one book on borderline personality disorder. Out of 400 books. I looked up us as a species. I looked up what makes a human being a human being. I looked up how do we cope? What's our environment? What do we need as a species? A fish needs water with bacteria and flowing water. And that's their environment. They need that. We need food, exercise, sleep, and reflection. And in years, I've been trying to find something else, and I can't. And I literally live my life by four things, four fundamentals, as I call it. I literally live my life by, I eat really clean food. Like, it's one-ingredient foods. It's beef, pork, salmon, trout, cod. It's not cod with breadcrumbs. It's cod. You know, you don't pull the fish out of the ocean and it's full of breadcrumbs. It's, it's real food. And I figured out that processed food for me had a huge impact on my mental health. 
And I tested myself for months. I would get better. And because I'd done so much damage to my hand, I would constantly test my brain to see where it is, to see, is there any inclination that I could do that against myself? So I would test myself for months. And I've literally got really clean in my diet and then went straight back into a processed food diet. And the amount of intrusive thoughts that come back into my head. And I done this where I tested my kids. This is going to sound weird. My kids are not a science project. I look at the world in black and white, but I did. I was looking at them and going, right, I think I'll do another test now. I think I'll see what processed food is like. But before I done it, I went, so my kids are doing this, this, this. Does that annoy you? No. Okay, they're doing this and this. Does that annoy you? No. So stuff they were doing was not upsetting me. Everyday stuff, you know. Next thing, I went on the processed food diet. And they were really bugging me. And I was going, right. I wanted to fucking slap them. I wanted to fucking hit them. I was like, Jesus, they're doing my fucking head in now. And they were doing exactly the same things they were doing while I was eating clean. But because I was doing it as a project, I was able to look at it and go, it's the food. It's the fucking food, you know? So I came off that diet again. I just went, right, okay, I can now see processed food has a major impact on my intrusive thoughts. Wow. And I will wow. 100%, I can start, I do three months of testing on myself at times. So it's not like a phase. I literally do it like it's science. And I can tell you the processed food, breadcrumbs on stuff, um, you know, fast food, pizza, um, stuff you buy in packets, you know, out of the shop that has packaged, it comes packaged. It doesn't, it has more than one ingredient. It's, it's not, you know, I eat broccoli, carrots, cauliflower, pork, beef, eggs. This stuff had a, like a list of ingredients on it. And I was buying it deliberately going, yeah, that's processed. I'll buy it. It was still food, but it was all processed. And the amount of intrusive thoughts I was getting was unnatural. I had to stop it about a month and a half into it, which I was very happy for because my mind is strong enough to handle it. But I had to pull it. I had to pull it going, that's enough. I was coming close to hitting my kids. Wow. And I just had to stop it. I was coming close to hitting them. And I went, right, you're done. That's the end of that. You're done. You're finished. So I went back on my clean diet. And surprise, surprise, they're doing the exact same things again. And I don't even bother. It doesn't annoy me. How long does it take from when you start on the processed food to when you start feeling that way? Is it a matter of days or...? For me now, that's a good question because I've tested myself. So I used to be able to get about two to three weeks before a meltdown, right? And then I tested myself there a couple of years ago going, I wonder if I added probiotic food, kombucha, kefir, kimchi, miso, um, sauerkraut. I wonder if I added that with... Um, processed foods maybe that would help me and it did right <laughs> so I got longer out of it but I put up the weight so my intrusive thoughts were less eating probiotic foods but I was putting up the weight because you can't cheat weight if you're eating it you're going to put on weight 
But at the same token, I eat completely clean now, as in it has one ingredient. And my energy is absolutely through the roof. I mean, I'm up at five in the morning, I go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, and I do not dip in energy anytime. Yeah. Um, I'm as hyper as I am at nine o'clock in the morning as I am at nine o'clock at night. Now, I'm, I, I'm a little bit wound down, if I'm being honest, but not, and I, I don't lose energy and I eat completely clean. So my argument with myself is this. I can honestly say I'm a good dad. I'm not a great father because I don't want to be. Leave a little bit for them to learn. You know, you can't be this perfection. And I don't want to be perfect because of my past. Um, if I'm being an arsehole, and I'm going to speak about myself, I'm not speaking about anyone else with mental health. If I'm being an arsehole, did I stay up late? Probably did. Did I eat processed foods? And if I look back about the four things, did I eat well? Did I sleep well? Did I reflect or did I exercise? When I'm being an arsehole, I didn't do any of them four things. 100% of the time. I only have to do four things and my family get a very decent human being. And if I don't do them four things, my family get an arsehole. So that's my choice. That's something I hold true to myself going, it's your choice how your emotions will be. Like I could be really, really tired and drink another smoothie and I can't help being happy two hours later. I can't help it. That's the thing about my emotions. I can't regulate them, which means I'm dependent on other things. And here's the thing about your gut. Your gut produces 90% of your serotonin. Your bacteria produce 90% of your happy hormone. You'd want to mind them and treat them like they're the best thing on the planet. And they eat plants. That's their food. They eat fiber from the plant that we can't digest. That's what they eat. That's how, that's how they're able. That's how we're a symbiotic species. We should not be able to have that fiber inside of us. If we had no bacteria in our gut and we ate a carrot, we would die because we can't process the fiber. It's, we're a symbiotic species. So just feed them their foods, which is food, fruit, nuts, uh, seeds, and vegetables, which is what human beings eat. Yeah, it's what, we're, meant, it's what we're meant to eat, isn't it? <laughs> before before yeah. it all kind of got out of hand with all the processed stuff. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you talk about reflection, what does that mean for you? Reflection for me means... I will write down most mornings. I get up every morning and I'll write down a couple of pages and just empty my head. I respect the fact that my mind is a very fast thinking mind. So I get up in the morning, I'll just write down stuff and just reflect. And then every evening, I'll give myself a little bit of time. It's only five minutes to sit and say, how was today? Um, what are you running at? Like my number one question, were you an arsehole today? Like I'm very honest with myself were you an arsehole today yeah why because i was a bit flustered and i wasn't able to you know calculate it and i i might have said something i i, I regret okay right now here's what i don't do i don't do shame right so i go right shame you can sit to one side there as you're trying to kind of come into me now look at that one more time same thing happens again what would you do different probably right i'd take a time or maybe i just walk away okay the next time it happens i walk away then i'd sit with myself the next day and go are you an arsehole today yeah kind of why because you walked away what would you do different well that response is the second or third time it's happened because human beings don't do three million responses we've about 20 we all say roughly the same things. We don't have like 150, 200. We all say the same things. We do the same things. So you just have to look at a very small number of things with human beings that you're around and go, they're going to say this. They're going to do this. What's the response? So then I'd look at it again and go, instead of walking away, what would you say? Okay, so that's not appropriate. That's what I'd say. So then I go from being an arsehole Fuck's sake, why did you fucking do that? Jesus Christ almighty, if you're no fucking cop on, that's the arsehole bit. The next time it happens, walk away, because I'm not ready. The third time, look, what you're doing there is not appropriate. Could you just please try and be more mindful? You're not supposed to be doing stuff like that. That's the third response. Because I will sit with myself and reflect and go, how can you improve on this? That's all I do. It's only five minutes in the evening. I sit down and I ask myself, was I being an arsehole? Um, it's a simple question. Are, are you being an arsehole? And generally, if I was, I'd, I'd go, well, what would you do different? And what would you do different? That's all I ask in a moral way. I like to be a moral human being. So I will question my morals. Does that sit, does my first response or reaction sit well with being a moral decent human being and it doesn't well then what does sit with being a moral decent human being the third react the third response yeah answers them politely you know and it was it's such a simple thing to do isn't it i i think you know just sitting down and asking yourself that question it's it's so simple but it has such a huge impact on your life so it's really awesome advice and you mentioned just then that you don't want to be a perfect 
father to your kids? What do you want for your kids that you maybe didn't get yourself? Oh, nothing. Oh, no. Yeah, nothing. No. Like, I don't want anything. I literally, that's an easy question. I have never once looked at my parents as I parent my children. They parented me. They got their chance. Now it's my chance to parent my children, but I, I don't, I don't look back. I don't look back and go, you done this. So I don't do this. Um, I'd find that confusing because reason being, if you are constantly thinking about something and I know enough about the brain to know the brain can't go. How would I say this? If I'm constantly thinking about my parents, which means I'm constantly thinking about my childhood, which means I'm constantly bringing that emotion back into the thinking, I'm going to end up acting like my parents because I'm in that state of mind. I have never once like brought my parents into my parenting and not like because I don't want to or because I think they were bad people or anything like that. It's just. I would find that I would be triggered into that state of mind as a parent, and then I'd be a child parenting my children. I'd find that weird. So I literally, I want to get to know my kids. I want to, like, I love the mind, and I have three children, and they're very different people. And I want to see them develop in a world where I'm just kind of pushing them on a little bit and seeing how they grow. Um, I mean, I have a son and he's more manners than I have at five. I'm still learning manners. Um, he's more manners at five than I have at 43. Like he's just, un- and I love his softness. I have a daughter who's exactly like my eldest sister and she's the eldest in our family. She's such a kind, caring human being. I have another daughter that sees the world in black and white, just like me. And like, I love it. And I love the fact that that's something I do love. I love the fact that when she kind of says something, it's matter of fact. You know, she, yesterday she wanted to stick a wood lice to, to sell it to. Can I stick this wood lice to sell it to? Because she wanted to just keep it close to her. And I love the fact that she can't see that you can't do that. And I love then you go, um, well, my wife said, no, baby, like you can't stick a wood lice to sellotape. It would die. Oh, why? Because the sellotape would stick to it. And then when you take off the sellotape, when you're taking it off, it would, it would hurt the wood lice and the wood lice would die. Oh, I better not do it. So and I just love her black and whiteness. I love the fact that she can't see stuff like this. And I love the fact that I'm black and white, but I now understand how neurotypical people think, so I can teach her. I love that. I love that. My daughter is really hypersensitive. I love the fact that when she, my daughter goes from zero to 100 in her emotions, I love the fact that I can say, you know, when daddy was a little boy, I was the exact same way as you. And I'm saying I was like you. I'm not saying you're bold or you're this or you're that. I'm going, you know something? I was the exact same way as you. Everything that someone said really hurt my feelings and I couldn't help it. And I'm just letting her know, don't worry about it. These are things that happen in life. My son is kind of teaching me because he's more manners than I have. <laughs> he's just fucking quick. He came with manners. He's a 
he just came with manners. I don't understand it. He's just really fucking polite. And I'm, I've hold, I've held back on my cursing with this podcast because it's yours. I just naturally curse. He doesn't curse or none of my kids curse. Um, but yeah, he's just really mannerful. Um, so I love watching them grow and I love that, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how they develop as human beings. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, I'll tell you one thing I'm going to teach them because I never had it. I'm going to teach my kids how to be happy. I now know how to be happy. I'm going to teach them how to be happy. That's the only thing. If you're asking me as a parent, what will I teach? I'll teach them how to be happy in life. Yeah. Beyond yeah. that, let them do what they want. I love you know? that. Yeah, I love that. And Sean, you have a podcast called You, Me and BPD and you're also on Instagram. Can you tell us what you're sharing? I share basically on my podcast, my recovery, my life. Um, as I said, I'm extremely blunt and honest. So the podcast is a little bit kind of more uh, blunt and honest. It, not that this, this was extremely honest. The podcast is more blunt and I, I curse a lot. I can't help it. Um, I probably can, but I love cursing. I'm Irish. But the podcast is, why I done the podcast, one of my reasons for doing the podcast is over the years, I did get better and people were asking me, what are you doing? What did you, because I really, really got better. And it's not like I got better and then at home I was a living nightmare. I'm the same way inside and outside because my father was a street angel and house devil. So I always made sure I'd be, what you see is what you get. And I did get better and people were going, what are you doing? So I was spending a huge amount of time typing and I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this. And I love talking and I'm not great at writing. And so dawned to me one day going, I'd done a public speaking and I really loved it in, in my hometown. And then the pandemic hit and it went from that to going, so why don't you just tell them what to do instead of typing it? Because the typing takes a long time and you're typing it out. And I was typing for each individual and I was getting very busy and I was spending a huge amount of time typing. And I just thought, sure, like they could listen to a podcast and you love talking. So the podcast is basically my, not my daily life, but how I recovered. And then using the four fundamentals, I literally, I live a lifestyle of them four fundamentals. The Instagram is Brianne from Australia. I mean, a couple of months ago, this is the weirdest thing I'm going to tell you. A couple of months ago, a couple of people kind of came to me that listened to the podcast and said, I've listened to your podcast. It's really great. I really got really hope from it. It's great to see someone recovered. And I want to give that message outwards that you can recover. Because what's the point if you can't? It's like, oh, well, you're always going to be person with borderline all your life you could always have a meltdown there's not much hope in that you know the type of way so i haven't had a meltdown in years but anyway the, these people contacted me and said oh could you know could we you know do something brianne especially like could we do something and i said yeah and she goes do you trust me and i says i do of course would you open up an instagram account she literally runs an instagram account spends a lot of time putting up like my words, my posts, she'd be listening to my podcast and putting up my words onto the Instagram account. And I'm humbled by all of this. And another girl in America 
was the blog on the Instagram. And then some fellow in Texas contacted me and he created a website, youmeandbpd.org. And all these people are helping me because they say they got so much help from the podcast. And I really humbled by it. Now, the weirdest thing on the planet is this. This is something that I find weird. It's Brianne, Erica, and Gavin, who helped me, they are identical to my children, which is the weirdest thing on the planet. Out of 8 billion people, the three people that came to me, I have two daughters and a boy, they're identical. So I just have this huge parental type of love for them. Like, and so no matter what they do, like even with the Instagram or whatever, what do you think it is? I'm there. Ah, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I'm just because I just have this love going. Ah, oh, that's lovely. You know, <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Oh, it's like we're representing your name. And I'm, and I'm looking at it from a parental point of view going, ah, sure, don't worry about it. Whatever you think yourself, <laughs> you know, so it's really lovely if I'm being honest, because I love watching them grow. Who gives a shit about a name? I'm getting to watch three people grow that are close to me, you know, people that are really helped by the podcast. That really humbles me. I love helping people. Like I'll get up every morning at five o'clock. I will research mental health. I'll put it up on my Facebook page. Brianne gets up. She does her own thing with the Instagram as well. And I love just giving back to people. I love that. There's, I get so much reward from that. It's unreal. That's why even, even one of the things I said, like when Brianne was, was um, asking me about you, me and BPD. I said, look, I've only one thing. We don't, I, I don't want money. We don't ask for money. It's not like it's going to be something we ask for money. I know loads of therapists and I completely agree with them. And I completely, I just want this to be, I make money, I make money spraying cars. I'm black and white. <laughs> I can't help it. That's my job. This is my hobby. Um, so it's black and white for me and I can't help. That's how straight my mind is. So I really love the podcast because no more than talking to you, you're getting to talk to people. You're getting to experience more life and where we should help each other. We should embrace each other. We should. And I hate the word should, but I'm using it. We should reach out to others. If I think it's a responsibility to me as a human being, if I figured something out, but I'm going to tell that to somebody else, you know, why, why not? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I love your story, the way you tell it. I love that you had this family in all of this trauma that's just produced all of these amazing humans, everything that you're doing to inform other people. It's all just so good. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and all of your wisdom with us today. It's been really great to chat to you. Thanks very much for having me. It's great. It's great to be actually asked onto a podcast. So thanks very much. Check the show notes for a direct link to all books recommended in this episode. Come and follow me on Instagram at mybigloveproject. Drop a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique. 
and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thank you for joining me. I'll catch you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.